0: Hello and welcome to all you NetSuite podcast listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Megan O'Brien, NetSuite's resident business and finance editor and co-host of this podcast. In this episode, we have guest host Mike Stiles joining us. Mike is a veteran podcast host and producer with an extensive background in telling stories about how companies use technology. He's also worked on podcast projects for Oracle for Startups, Oracle for Research, and NetSuite and was formerly full-time at Oracle Social, where he launched one of Oracle's very first podcasts, The Social Marketing Minute. Mike will be talking with NetSuite customers to gain insights into their winning business strategies, how they use NetSuite to shape and deploy those strategies, and more. In this episode, Mike sits down with Sterlatek, a company that produces laboratory filtration solutions and equipment. He's joined by Serialitech president and founder Mark Spatz, director of operations Christina Morris, and channel account manager Cesar Luna. They talk about everything from Serialitech's growth to the issues that they ran into running the business on three different systems and why they chose NetSuite over Acumenica. Here's a hint time savings of up to 60%. So stay tuned, it's going to be a thought provoking episode.
1: You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company, and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale.
2: Well, in a nutshell, why don't you kick us off by just telling us what Sterlatech does, what kind of customers it serves, it's kind of how you're improving the world.
3: <laughs> uh, I can let you know. Uh, so we're a laboratory filter manufacturer, so a fat manufacturer and distributor. Uh, So that means we sell small filters and filter devices into university research, governments, primarily all on the research side, government research, a little bit on some medical device, and as well as what's called... um,
4: Applied research.
3: Applied research, yes. We used to use industrial research and development, but the more common name for it now is called applied research. So that would be more the private company world that's doing any type of research, everybody from like a GE to a Siemens to a any of the car manufacturers or anybody else that exists out there. So our filters are everything from water. We don't do anything in air, but it's all liquid filtration. And also um, do some work in the water desalination world, but on the research side of things. Our customers are everything, like I mentioned, from the university land to the applied research people. um, And then the decision makers will get purchase orders to come through deal directly with maybe somebody who owns the business, maybe somebody that's R&D. Those are the primary ones. So we do about 75% of our businesses in the United States. And then the rest of it's outside of the United States, including uh, like Canada is probably the second largest market for us. And then um, throughout Asia and Australia and Europe in the Middle East as well. It's not a lot into South America and not a lot into Africa in general. A little bit in Africa, not tons.
2: Operationally, are you centered in one place or are you operating as a cloud entity? How are you running operations and sales?
3: We have a single office location. Um, and then for our customers, we'll both uh, we'll do a dropship them, And we also have a, um, uh, we work on both direct sales operation as well as through channel. So our channels are, we get maybe, 2025, 20, kind of top distribution people I work with. So, from a sales and marketing and that side of things, we're all over the United States. And then we also have uh, people in the Philippines and Mexico.
2: What were you using for inventory and account management before coming upon and considering NetSuite? Because obviously, some needs were created. There was some shortcoming, a feeling that you could do this better. What made you start kicking tires, as it were?
3: Well, we started out with QuickBooks. We had We use QuickBooks all the way through until we switch over to NetSuite. Um, about 10, 10 years ago, probably we added fishbowl. And then we had also been using Salesforce. So our previous, so we had three different systems we're working with all of our sales order entry and everything from items coming from our website to Amazon to other places. We're going directly into Salesforce initially. And then from there, the order was processed and then pushed into fishbowl and then fishbowl would order be completed and shipped and then it would uh, be transmitted into quickbooks so there was lots of room for both user error in there as well as technical challenges with mapping with consistent mapping with connections also quick both quickbooks and fishbowl are uh, server based systems since we had people that were remote they all required virtual desktop experience in order to operate QuickBooks, for sure, and then operate. Fishbowl was also like a basically a program that existed on the computer that connected to our, our central server location. So it was always difficult when setting new people up, uh, especially overseas, to get that connection to work correctly. Here's where
2: you might want to pull Christina in. So you're shopping for web solutions. Was it your experience, Mark, with ILDA that exposed you to NetSuite or did you already know about it? Usually choosing a solution, it comes down to a couple of main contenders. So kind of who are you looking at and what were the factors that you really wanted to get in that new solution?
3: I can talk about it directly that because I've been talking Mm -hmm. about sweet for six years before. So we've been looking at an alternative solution for, I don't know, at least five to six years. And then through ILDA, we probably went further on the decision and then it kind of came down. We had hired somebody I don't know, what year was that, Christine? Like
4: 2020,
3: it was pre COVID though. I think, I think it's was. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Pre COVID. Yeah. We had somebody do a full research project on it as well. And, but they all came up with a, a lot of like kind of a smaller local businesses that didn't make me feel all that comfortable. So one of the prerequisites for us is a cloud-based system. And then, uh, so it came down to Acumatica and NetSuite.
2: What kind of tipped at NetSuite's direction?
4: I think the biggest differentiator came down to the implementation process. And after talking with both companies, um, we knew if we opted for NetSuite that there was going to be hand-holding every step of the way. It was well-organized. There'd be a dedicated implementation team that was through NetSuite. Uh, There was a schedule upon which we needed to work off of. They were very clear about what the deliverables would be, what the different phases were, what milestones we would need to be hit. We really appreciated that they were upfront about the time investment it would take us in the beginning before we could go live. And so after having been, this was our second ERP implementation, like Mark said, we did transition from QuickBooks to Fishbowl and we learned a lot through that. We had done with a little bit of help, but it wasn't as smooth as it could have been. So based on that experience, we we felt like the implementation was going to be a really important aspect of this, especially since the business had grown. We had more part numbers or items, et cetera, and so we opted for NetSuite.
0: How did six out of the top seven best performing tech stocks gain visibility and control over financials, inventory, planning, and budgeting with NetSuite by Oracle? Answers at netsuite.com/code. netsuite.com/code.
2: You know, everybody kind of that you talk to, most vendors are going to say our implementation is awesome. It's going to be easy. It's going to be great. But it sounds like you're saying that what was described as what implementation was going to be actually turned out to be the case. And pro services, sweet answers, things like that maybe had played a good role in making sure that that implementation met your expectations.
4: Yeah, I would say so.
3: The other side of it, just... And I don't know whether or not you know much about how NetSuite sales works, but the sales process is significant. So we probably had 30 hours of meetings. And at the every, every, are you sure you want end, to have the next basically. meeting? Is this the right fit for you? And the nice thing, and that's a really, it's a good process. And it's also good to have the sheer number of people that were on the call. Um, so when we are looking at the competitive product, Acumatica, they're all sold through bars. On the bar side, the people we were talking to, there was only one person on the call ever. That's where the implementation concern came from, um, as to like how, who else is involved in this uh, process. So it was greatly concerning from our perspective that we were not going to the implementation process was not going to go correctly. It feels like there's not a tremendous there's there's differentiation between the products for sure, but what came down to is like. Um, how many people we knew that was that were using NetSuite in general? So we had a user group we can talk to, as well as the implementation process.
2: So at this point, what aspects of your business are being handled by NetSuite? All of it. So accounting, I mean, marketing,
3: probably, but yeah, financials. Right. Uh, Christina, you can talk to the ERP side of things.
4: Yeah, yeah. So we do all of our purchasing, all of our production planning, inventory management, cycle counting. Uh, Shipping, receiving, all of those core functions are all done in it, as well as order entry, sales order entry. We've been quoting out of it and are using the communication levels upload to track CRM related stuff, using some of the email out of NetSuite functionality as well. All of our groups are utilizing it.
1: Right. E-commerce connector as well.
2: Yeah, that's where I was going next, actually, is e-commerce connector, specifically just trying to get a feel for it and what ways it kicked it up a notch from fishbowl, like, you know, what platforms are connected to it, things of that nature.
1: Oh, uh, okay, I can speak to that. So when it comes to uh, the e-commerce integration, we're currently utilizing this for Amazon and Magento. And the value comes in for us that it imports customer information along with the product information. And uh, one of the things that we've been working on has been the integration of the inventory and the pricing. So right now, we've been uh, utilizing that for identifying what's in stock for Amazon orders, which is critical because we ship in stock products for that. And um, you can imagine getting that information imported into NetSuite is highly valuable for the order entry team because for them, it uh, eliminates a multi-entry step process into clicking buttons and confirming data as opposed to entering, creating fields. So it makes a much more streamlined approach that reduces human error.
2: How many active items are in your catalog?
1: Uh, Mark, uh, you have better uh, count. it's like 3,500
3: or something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like total the items in NetSuite right around around 10,000. But in terms of items that are actively sold, it's around thirty-five hundred, and it's a eighty ten roll on that one as well, or ninety ten probably.
2: And then, how many orders would you process in, say, an average month?
0: Forty
4: nine hundred or so. Yeah, forty-five to fifty a day. So it's somewhere between like nine hundred and a thousand.
1: Yeah. And then, as far as e-commerce orders, it makes up about half of those coming from our website and Amazon.
2: When you're looking at ERP and thinking about e-commerce connector, what were and what are the metrics that are really important to you? Like, how are you going to judge NetSuite's success? Was it in terms of productivity or time savings? What were you leaning into?
1: I would say both. Uh, For sure, productivity. We... uh recognize that this reduced the time that it took to process sales orders and invoicing as well by 50 percent or so and so with that said the key metric there is productivity and making sure that we are getting orders out faster so that definitely helps the team in terms of that kpi
3: the uh i'll also say i'll just tell you on the implementation side is um i had a so we use an outside consulting firm for our marketing and they do quite a bit on their primary e-commerce based So they thought that running the FAR app was by far the easiest connectivity process they'd ever seen into an e-commerce system.
2: I think about people who need to make this shift, who need to get a little more advanced in their ERP system, their technology. There are any number of reasons they don't want to pull the trigger on that or are slow to pull the trigger. Maybe concerns or worries about implementation. How much longer could you have gone on just doing it the way you were with Fishbowl and the disconnected platforms?
3: Well, we could have kept going on, but we every day we were concerned that um, the QuickBooks file was going to crash. And I think, you know, Caesar can probably talk to this a little bit about how much time it was taking us uh, per transaction utilizing our previous system compared to what we're doing today. what do you, what do you, What's the difference of time, Cesar? Do you think between the two and the processing time?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, scalability is kind of the thing that we're alluding to here. Uh, whereas before it took about 20, 30 minutes to enter an order, now we have it in less than 10. And that includes printing this order to the production floor. So we've reduced the time by you know a, a third in essence there. So that frees up an additional you know 60% of the time for sales coordinators to do other customer focused activities. So that opens up opportunity and innovation and scalability just is off the charts in that regard.
2: You kind of gave it three months after you went live, and then you did a very smart thing. You asked your people how they were liking it. Tell me the results of that survey you did.
4: Yeah, so we just pulled over a couple of few consecutive months, um, our staff at all hands meetings, and that included everybody um, remote to in person, and it was, you know, overwhelming from the beginning. That people felt more positive about it versus less positive. Um, but as we continued to pull over those uh, few months, um, the number of people that were feeling confident in Netsuite's ability to meet all of our requirements and how it was performing compared to the previous three systems, everybody felt like it was much better and was feeling good about using it and their comfort level in using it as well.
2: So now you've got NetSuite, it's in, it's up and running. You're seeing the improved efficiencies, the productivity. So now Mark, where does that have your mind going in terms of what can we do now? Now that we've streamlined our operations in this way, what new opportunities does that open up for you?
3: Well, the next thing we're looking at is like, how can we do some additional uh, marketing through NetSuite? We were with Pardot and Salesforce before, that's how we did a lot of our direct marketing, but how can we get a little bit uh, more uh, targeted to our customers within our marketing side? So that's the next stage, directly. And then the other side is how can we continue to become more efficient and continue to grow the business? I mean, it feels like we can, like as Caesar said, the scalability within NetSuite is a lot more, is a lot more straightforward and can be done. And then, uh, you know, where where can we go from here? Basically, that's you know, there's a lot of options that I don't have a fear anymore of both adding new employees and finding people that actually know the programs we're using before. You know, previously, if we were trying to find somebody to do, you know, work either on the manufacturing side or on the customer service or sales side, we mentioned Fishbowl. There's just nobody that knows what that program is. The benefit with NetSuite is that there's more people out there that are understand at least have heard about it. And have used other programs and are familiar with the terminology. So it really does change um, a lot of the way that we market for positions, as well as the way that we can build our business in the long term.
2: And has any of this shown up in the bottom line yet? Or, Caesar, you talked about the productivity and increases in efficiencies. Has that been quantified to the bottom line yet, or is that a work in progress?
1: On my end, I would say uh, work in progress in terms of the actual numbers and metrics. Mark may have more insight there, but I know that the time that the sales coordinators are dedicating is a lot more focused and intentional, and it does allow us to do more with uh, those frontline workers. And it's, it's an amazing opportunity for them to, to think outside of order entry, what else they could be doing in a day. And so that really creates opportunity for leadership to guide and grow that team. So... That's been really healthy. And then also uh, wanted to add that the integrations is definitely something to be considering for the future, Uh, how email integrates within uh, NetSuite, how phone calls do, chatting. So we're starting to look at how we can get more of those systems to integrate and allow us opportunity to expand uh, what we're doing in, in that one system idea or format so that we can become more efficient. So I thought that was worth mentioning.
2: Well, I know that was a lot of questions, but we really appreciate you all taking the time to be with us and talk about your experience with your company and NetSuite's role in it. Great answers, a great story, and I think it's probably gonna be of enormous help to others, so thanks for that.
0: Well, that concludes another fantastic conversation. Thank you for tuning in as we try something a little different on the Netsuite podcast and explore all the ways to get you the insights you want and need for your business. For me, hearing about Surlitech's journey to Netsuite, especially the team's decision making process and choosing an ERP system is particularly interesting with so many ERP systems on the market. It's helpful to hear about the thought process and the specific criteria that made NetSuite the right choice. Big thanks to our guest host, Mike Stiles, and to Mark, Christina, and Caesar at Sterla Tech. And as always, a big thanks to our wonderful editing team at Lamsand and to all of you for tuning in. If you want more episodes just like this one, make sure that you subscribe to our channel and give us a rating and review. Until next time.
1: You just listened to the NetSuite podcast, Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.